da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Well, it is Marvel Cinematic Universe talk again here on the Mad About Movies podcast for the 938th time, if my tally is correct. And uh, move over Tony Stark because there's a new sheriff in town. Yes, the Black Panther is here. All hail the king, Wakanda forever. Black Panther talk. I have been looking forward to this day for a long time. Um, I didn't think it was going to come now. I, I actually, in my mind, it's weird. I felt like this movie was going to come out this fall. I totally forgot that this was a February release. And when I remembered that, once we got through with the 2017 talk, I got really hyped uh, for about the month wait when I realized that it was only a month away. Here we are talking about it. And um, this is maybe going to be my funnest uh, conversation of the year. Uh, It might be my funnest experience of the year in the cinema. uh, That's Mm. for sure. So here we are, Brian Kent Richard. And a special guest will be joining us later to talk Black Panther. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, yeah. Good, man. How are you? Good. It's been a great weekend. Uh, you might notice mm-hmm. if you're a regular subscriber that this episode came to you on Monday. Uh, we're recording this episode a little early uh, in order to talk while it's fresh on our minds of Black Panther. This has um, mm-hmm. been all I can really think about or hear in terms of my social media. So I think let's just get the conversation <laughs> rolling on Mad About Movies. Let's not wait till the mid- middle of the week. Maybe we'll roll out another bonus episode later in the week for you guys or something like that. So stay tuned. But um, always exciting to talk MCU. Um, Brian, I know you're uh, you're big into it, uh, at least on the yeah, conversation yeah. side. Richard, you've kept up with it. I don't mm-hmm. know in terms of uh, the ancillary properties, like the TV shows and everything. But um, Yeah, no, I bailed on those a few years ago. Um, but uh, movie-wise, I'm, I'm current. Yeah, very current. And uh, you were a big fan of Thor Regonk a few uh, I was. A few months ago. Kind of rejuvenate that and Spider Man kind of uh, you know took care of my Marvel malaise that I had for a little bit. Not that I thought anything really prior, aside from Thor two, was bad. I just even Civil War to me, I was like, I'm just kind of tired of this, even though it's very sure. good. Sure. And uh, but Spider Man and Thor, and now this have me kind of a little jolt to the system in the Marvel world. Absolutely. And uh, we're, we normally on the show, if you're joining us for the first time, we do movie news, rumors, rumblings. We give some shout outs. Typically, we uh, do hilarious banter, which is our trademark. <laughs> and uh, then we talk a movie of the week. But tonight, it's all Marvel. Uh, we're going to make it Marvel centric, all Black Panther tonight. And uh, so we're going to start things off. The little segment I like to call Today in Marvel. Yes. And uh, sweet theme song for that. Yeah, it is. It, it's very pretty. And it reminds me of a, a, of a morning show or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, <laughs> uh, it's very fitting, though. But it's good to always reset. Um, Richard mentioned it, that uh, things started to seem derivative with, with the Marvel movies. It seemed to be templated for a little bit. And it seems as of late. Uh, with the past few movies, especially 2017's offerings that they've gotten away from that, uh, Brian, Richard, I want to talk to you guys just about the state of Marvel. Where are, are they in terms of what they're bringing us? Is Are they living and dying by the, each individual movie? Can they afford a couple of stinkers here or there uh, in terms of uh, theatrically? Uh, mm-hmm. Have they built enough 
of a credibility on the television side of things to go that route and to focus their efforts there. Uh, where could they improve things? So I'm excited to talk about that. Let's start off. Brian, have you kept up with any of the Netflix shows, any of the ancillary, the Agents of Shields of the World, anything like that? I'm still watching Shield, but it's more of a like a slow binge. I I would say like it's I, I'll let two or three or four episodes rack. It's not appointment viewing by any means, but it's not quite like Bones. Yeah, it's not. I mean, come on, don't it's not uh, fringe. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, don't leave. You leave Bones out of this. Uh, no, it's. I still the show is is interesting to me and I'm I I enjoy the uh the characters I guess but it's the blessing or the curse of that show and I I don't can't you're not you're not watching that show at this point. I have not watched it since season okay. 1, okay. maybe a little bit of season 2, but that's sure. it. Yeah. So the blessing and the curse of that show is that they they kind of treat the show like a comic series in that you'll have five, six, eight episodes that are themed in one direction. So the main central storyline is going one direction for a while. And uh, so if you don't like that storyline, it's going to change. Like within a few episodes, you will they'll move on to something different and uh, and you'll be able to kind of get back on board. Uh, or if you're super into it, you know, then you can just really enjoy for that six or eight episodes. The one That's that I they're in about now. And Clark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's same, same <laughs> about that series. The pre the precursor to all uh superhero TV. No, it's a the series that they're doing right now is not super compelling to me and so it is it's become more of a background show and uh and I don't know, this don't I they, kind Brian, this may another, be the last season. This may be the end of it. Don't but. they have another show that's not that uh that terrible one that we reviewed in the pilots that's connected to the Shield show somehow? They've I, done. They have. Is there a the, spinoff the, of Shield the show? Agent Carter. Yeah, Agent Carter. Agent was out Carter. There for a yeah, seasons. How dare you? I know that. <laughs> not, there's not one that's Agents of Shield, like a uh, crime unit or something like that. Isn't there like a spinoff series? I might be crazy. There was a. There was one that was gonna happen. They ended up. They didn't. I don't even think it went to pilot. They canned it. And but I've I've heard and I haven't kept up with it. So it's possible that there's like four that have been announced and I don't know. But I I keep hearing that that may be brought back up at some point. But but I don't know because I don't think Agents of Shield doesn't do particularly well in ratings. It never has, and I'm sure it's a pretty expensive show. Um, and all the the Inhumans is terrible. The the, the other spinoffs that they've done have not really worked out. So we may have reached the end point of because i i really think Agents of shield probably is done after this season i think this is season five or six and and it's uh it may be over but but they have more success with netflix and then i'm sure they can figure out ways to uh to reboot or rebrand and you know move into different directions over the next few years i don't i don't think we're in danger at all of having no marvel on our tvs you know the spinoff was called agents of shield Marvel's most wanted. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. then there was uh that one didn't end up happening. So that might be right, what I'm right. racking yeah. my brain on about a year ago. So man. Oh Inhumans. Remember that? Yeah, that's Inhumans what I'm was the pilot as the one watched. we watched. Was... Ooh. <sighs> that that that's the only step in the past, I don't know, ten years now, since uh two thousand eight with with Iron Man that it seems like, man, what went wrong there? What are they yeah. what were they thinking with that? Why did they it, it just in terms of well, they shouldn't have even never released mess. it. Let alone, I yeah. don't, I don't know what was going on there in terms of uh, the quality of the programming. But it shouldn't mm-hmm. have ever, ever even seen a light of day. It just it didn't make sense with anything that they were doing, even the Agents of Shield. So, 
Yeah. Um, something that I find really intriguing that we didn't really talk about uh, in 2017 is this Spider-Man uh, animated animated movie mm-hmm. that they have coming out uh, in 2018 with the Lord and Millers at the helm. Right, and that's a non-Disney Marvel property. Right. That's a that's a Sony property. Into the Spider-Verse. That, yeah. I think that's yeah. a really cool way that they can, that the MCU could really benefit from more of mm-hmm. that, from more comic booky type stuff. I, I know that there's a very select audience with the MCU, and the fans are ride or die. But I think that they could appease a wider audience if they stretch their legs a little bit in terms of that. I know that the uh, uh, Disney XD, I think they have some an Avengers series on there. They got a Guardian mm-hmm. series, a Groot and Rocket series, or something like that on there. So maybe yeah. they could do something like that. But in terms of the animation style of this, if you haven't seen the trailer for this, it's called Into the Spider Verse Spider Man uh, trailer, um, and it looks awesome. So yeah, I would love to see them just do some really cool animation, maybe something in live action animation, a, you know, claymation type thing. I don't know. Just do some, have the Marvel studios brand on something like that and put that out theatrically. Something ancillary to the typical canon of the MCU would be, would be really cool. That's, mm. that, that's kind of stuff I want to see them do. Do you, sure. uh, what about you, Richard? What, where is, is Marvel, where can Marvel improve things? I know that they, are making billions of dollars on um yeah uh in the theaters but it's not 100 they don't get a 100 do they on their on their score surely that they uh, there's know, certain things they don't it, do well i don't certainly there are but i think you know what's impressive about them and I, and i i hesitate to even bring this up because i don't want to i really don't want to bash but it's like they've really done it now without any competition uh, mm. For a long time, there's nothing really to draw them. You know, they're even when they have missteps, um, they're kind of like under they're understandable because it's like they're just kind of making these in a vacuum. And now with the merger, it's like the only things really competing with them, not even comp- competing, but the only like kind of successful um, superheroes that weren't Marvel Studios affiliated were like Deadpool and the X Men. Um, and Spider-Man with Sony and things like that. And so like now they had, they have at least they either own that outright or have access to it now with Spider-Man. So it's like they have this sort of monopoly. So it's kind of more and more impressive that they kind of continue to innovate. I, I, I'm not excited for infinity war. I don't know why. I don't know something about that. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to be blown away by it, but something about it, I don't know. It just isn't interesting. I was much yeah. more excited for this than I am for that. Same. Uh, yeah. I'm excited um, for Infinity War just for this all to be over and done. Yeah. I'm very excited yeah, to here. wrap this thing up and to move on with this new era of Marvel that they've clearly established with the Guardians and Spider-Man and uh, and the new characters here. Uh, so I'm excited from that aspect. But in terms of what the movie is actually going to be, there's no way it can be better than our expectations and our mind can be for what it's built up to be. I don't think you can do that much in, in a movie that's less than two and a half hours, which mm-hmm. I don't want a movie that's less, that's uh, more than uh, two hours. Right. So right. I think it'll be cram stuffed and um, it'll seem rushed at the end. It'll seem rushed to tie in all the loose, tie up all the loose ends and move on with the new, the new series of Marvel films. That's what it's going to feel like to me. Uh, mm. Hopefully I'm wrong, but uh, 
That's what the end yeah. No, I, I'm with you guys there. Like, I'm excited about it in that I always enjoy these films, and I I know I'll have a good time. I expect worst case scenario that will probably be like a B. You know, I mean, it, it's it's fine, and I'm excited to uh, to sit through that. But it does feel like it is somewhat like a uh, like a relief that this part is over because we maybe now we can. It, for example, this movie was a lot of fun because really you only had to have watched. Uh, one movie to have like any background on the character at all and if you don't want to have that background then that was fine whereas the Avengers movies by the time we get to Infinity War May it really will feel like I have to like bring like cheat sheet or something into the theater and be like okay now this yeah. character connects here and this was the plot point for this character and here's how and it's just it's become not quite homework but it it does have a, a feel of just they almost called their sh- if they've made a mistake in this whole thing and i i really i don't know if you can even call it a mistake because they're gonna make so 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 much money and it's probably going to be well received and blah 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 blah, blah but they called their shot on thanos so far out that it just has become and it's, it's like, like inhuman. It's like, well, we have to do yeah. this. Yeah. You just have to, I don't know. There's just so much that goes into this now. And, and like you said, can't like you, you almost expect it to be like a seven hour movie at this point or to feel like a seven hour movie just from all that we've got to from all the, this yeah, from all the narrative now. things that they have to, to close up. Uh, uh I get, I, it feels that way unless they move yeah. the majority of these characters on into the new series, you know, the, the visions or the scarlet witches of the world and those types of characters maybe they move them on but uh, man hopefully do their own i mean there's got to be a vision film right we're all clamoring for (laughs) it i know we ought to i mean paul bettany (laughs) deserves it at this point right are they not promised that to that to him like 25 times hey man i know this is another Another credit where you're just a voiceover, but uh, <laughs> it's going to be worth it. I promise you. And he was so <laughs> fired up. You. You're at every premiere, and no one's like, why is Paul Benton here? <laughs> it's like, I'm in the movie. I'm the voice guy. No I know. Way. That's Jude Law, right? Jude Law's Jarvis, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, Wimbledon was great, but we don't need to invite him to every oh, event. Is Jennifer Conley in this? Is Jennifer Conley in Black Panther? God. Why are you here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah no it's yeah it is and, and then he finally got it with vision and just categorically everyone was just like yeah we're good we're, we yeah. don't need this character this, I, hope, I, hope, I hope we've seen the last of vision <laughs> that's what's crazy like i'm looking at the call sheet for uh infinity war right now the 31st person listed in the cast 31st person is mark ruffalo like <laughs> wow it's it's just, i mean you know i know that it's not done necessarily by importance to this movie but it's i feel like that gives you a, a good a good impression of like this is how many characters we have to fight through to get into this movie so i'll say uh, i said it before and i'll say it again i wish that they weren't trying to bring the guardians into this whole I thing i do too i, yeah, I, I do wish too. that they, I, they were just saving that for yeah. post Infinity War mm-hmm. stuff. To be fair, they do fit. Like, oh, yeah. I think if you brought if you brought Gal if you brought uh, Guardians of the Galaxy into Ant Man, you know, you'd be like, "Come on, what are we doing here?" But this this actually the galactic it element yeah. of it, yeah, there, it and makes Thanos sense and stuff. Yeah. yeah, the connection with Gamora and Thanos, of course, right. and uh, they sowed the seeds with Thor Ragonk with the way that the the bright colors and everything that they've kind of crossed over the look and feel of of that side of things to match what they're doing with right. Guardians, so it won't be that jarring of a visual change. And, man, I just don't think Infinity... I, I wish Infinity Wars 2 movies, honestly. 
just so well, that's what it was originally break. supposed to be. I know. To I be. wish it yeah. was, still was. Yeah. I wish, but it still is really. I think because it's they shot the other movies still. They just haven't named it. So like it because it, it comes oh, out the year right. after I still. About that. Yeah. So there's still another one of these with everyone next year. <laughs> it's just not called Infinity War Part Two. So, <laughs> so true. I mean, it really is two movies. It's just probably called I don't know Infinity Piece or something stupid. <laughs> I don't know. The new. It's gonna be the new Man. something. Yeah. The, the next big arc is going to be Avengers versus X-Men. Is it not? Man. The next 10-year arc has got to be that, right? That'd be fun. They have, they've, got, they've got 10 years to set the seed and reset X-Men the way they want to do it, and then that be the big Infinity War mm. in, be cool. in 2030 or whatever it is. Uh, be I wonder amazing. if they That's keep the X-Men as arc, is, so. or they try to recast it. I know, think they keep some of it. X-Men. I think they could keep James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, those People yeah. that really like the Jennifer Lawrence's and then bring in some new people, maybe retire yeah. Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen out of the picture and, and yeah, Hugh Jackman, and Jackman probably too. The, yeah. Keep the first class ca- uh, cast mm-hmm. uh, together if they can. Sure. I think uh, that would sure. be Brian. Direction. What's my, I never remember his name. What's my boyfriend's name that I like from beauty and the beast guest on. Oh, uh, Luke Evans. Luke. Yeah. Ev- I'm going to submit Luke Evans for a Wolverine. Okay. So go ahead and put that out, That's there, fine. out there. Oh, the X 23 girl is going to be the new Wolverine, right? Or they that's fine. Is that what's going to be? Yeah, probably. But yeah, I'm with Richard though. I'm with you. That's fine. Like he he fits the uh, the Hugh Jackman aesthetic, right? Like the yeah. the uh, the two sides of it all. So yeah, we, exactly. We like if they yeah, exactly. They could sing. Maybe they'll yeah. do a duet. Two two Wolverines mm-hmm. <laughs> on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> we really didn't talk about the Avengers trailer, uh, the Infinity War trailer at length. Did you guys see it? Did your screening or anything good. like that? You know what? I yeah. didn't. I didn't get it in either of my. I went twice yeah. to Black Panther. I didn't get it in either one. And I'm interesting. I'm very surprised. I got Ant Man in both. Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah. Yeah. Same. yeah. I got Deadpool. Um, yeah. Wet on wet. I <laughs> I got the Deadpool trailer the first night and was glad that to not get it today when I when I took my four year old because that was there would there were some questions that might have been raised but uh, but that was fine yeah. If you only but, knew what Coop sounded like when you weren't around. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm sure he's just curses like a sailor. <laughs> that was. I love that trailer, though. I it's love, a great trailer. No question. Deadpool is yeah. the the best marketed property out there right now, for sure. Perfect. It's so identity. genius. Uh, Fifty Shades, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Climax. Do you get it? Yeah, I don't. Exactly. I don't get, do get it. it? <laughs> That's the no. thing. I don't. Uh. <laughs> Wow, I'm excited for the history of the uh, or the future of the MCU and and what they can uh, what they're going to be doing with the announced films that they have. Uh, we'll talk more about where they're going to go from here right after this break when we welcome our guest and dive right into Black Panther. What up, Bam Fam? It is your boy Richard here. Hey, we've got a great new sponsor in front of the show that I want to tell you all about named BarkBox. BarkBox is a big box of goodies that comes once a month uh, for your pup, your companion, your dog at home. Uh, I got one of these last week, and while I am thrilled at how wonderfully put together it is and the goodies inside, even more thrilled than I is uh, my dear friend and companion, Olive. Um, She would give an endorsement but she's a dog 
and so her vocal ability is limited. Uh, but she could not be more pumped about BarkBox. The treats are really healthy, really delicious. She's been staring up at my kitchen counter for the last few days waiting for me to give her more. The, to- more. the toys are fantastic. Uh, got a little, everything's kind of themed around a different theme. Last month was a uh, kind of a King Arthur theme. So she has a ball and chain and uh, all kinds of stuff. And there's even a Mad Lib for you to fill out about your dog. It comes once a month. Uh, so instead of having to go and do that uh, goody purchase to keep your pup happy, you can just have it come to the house once a month. It's great stuff. It's good for them. It's healthy. And it makes them very happy. Go to BarkBox.com slash mad to find out more and sign up today. BarkBox.com slash mad. Check it out. Thank you, BarkBox. Hola. My son, it is your time. Show me my respect and bow down. You get to decide what kind of king you are going to be. Don't freeze. I never freeze. We are joined by a very special guest tonight, uh, Mr. Imiola. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Dude, thanks for being here. Imiola is part of our uh, VIP fan club, which we talk about all the The time. (laughs) <laughs> the Vipers. Uh, we're so excited to have you tonight. Emil, would you uh, would you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself? And then we've got a couple questions for you. And then we're going to get straight into uh, Black Panther talk. So give, give us a little, just a, the quick bio, a little background on yourself, and then we'll get moving. Cool, cool. I'm uh, Right now, I'm a uh, product designer at uh, Atia Twitter. I live in San Francisco, formerly from the DFW, where you guys are from. Oh, um nice. I moved here about uh, seven months ago. I'm originally from Nigeria and spent a little bit of time in South Africa as well. Um, so I don't know how much more. <laughs> oh, you're good. That's so awesome. Uh, Cowboys fan. <laughs> oh, I am actually a Steelers fan. I love to watch the Cowboys lose. <laughs> sorry that didn't happen last time we were up there. Oh, <laughs> oh. I'm still sore. I'm sorry. God, um, drop all right. <laughs> I'm wearing my Blake. I'm wearing a Blake Bortles jersey, so deal with that. <laughs> Honestly, I wear that every episode, so that's just that's yeah, just happens just, just every day. Well, quiz him, Brian. Quiz him. Quiz him. All right. So, Emiola, we have two very important questions we ask every guest uh, that come on the show with us. Number one: Have you seen a little movie we like to call "Now You See Me"? I have. And quick review. And um, great cast. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would the nicest say, thing you can say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm grasping for straws right now. Uh, which is probably a good start for me. Um, so, uh, decent movie. Decent movie. Um, not the greatest. Um, all right. If you like magic, then you know that's that's all for you. It's the nicest review anyone's ever. Yeah, given. if you had to choose between great movie and greatest movie, you would choose great movie. So yeah, it's oh, yeah. not the greatest. You're right. That is true. Good point. Good point. Very accurate. Put Very. that on the on the poster. All right. Uh, second question: uh, Have you seen McGruber? I will be honest and say that I have not. All right. Well, it's uh, been great having you on. <laughs> and where can we find you online? Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. Good stuff. 
I like the idea that someone is tuning into this episode for the first time. You're like, why are these idiots talking about me <laughs> on this movie? It's 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 our thing. So okay, uh, so those are our those are our, our big questions. We'll we'll send you a copy of MacGruber Emil and get you on get you all caught up on that. Um, we, we, yeah, a signed copy uh, <laughs> by us, not of anyone in the movie. Um, well, in Power Suits, but he lives in my. I live in his basement. Rest in peace. Um, I mortgage. <laughs> so. Let's start off with our. Uh, we're, we're very excited about Black Panther, all of us, I think, uh, and we want to get. But we'll, let's let's start with our guests. Let's let's get your general thoughts and just background, maybe on the uh, on the property if you have any, Emiola. But more than anything, just give us your your kind of general thoughts and your your uh, initial impressions of uh, of this movie. So initial impressions, I would say, I, th- I thought it was very solid um, coming from a perspective of character character development uh, story. Uh, connection to the Marvel Universe, um, setting itself apart from, you know, the past, uh, bit, I think it's like 17 movies that we've seen in that series. Um, taking a character that we've uh, initially, you know, we got initially uh, saw in Captain America Civil War and actually fleshing out, fleshing out his whole uh, universe, his uh, character and his uh, interactions with the people he, um, people he's antagonists and all that. So, um, I thought it was solid all around. I do have some things that uh, I was expecting and it turned out a little bit differently, but we'll get, to, I guess we'll have plenty of time to get into that. Ooh, cool. mysterious. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was very excited about this coming in. This was probably my number one most anticipated movie, certainly of the first half of the year, maybe of the year overall. Um, I love, the vision for the character. I think the cast in this is just incredible and I'm a huge Kugler fan. And so this was, uh, this was fun to, to see him like Creed. I, I don't know that anybody is a bigger fan of, of Creed, the movie, not, not Creed the band than I am. And, uh, and still, I mean, every time that movie comes across, uh, like the Amazon prime feed or whatever, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta watch it. And then I'll just sit and weep. It's just such a perfect film. I love it so much. Uh, and Fruitvale Station is very good too. He's Kugler is like to me is like maybe the name to look at uh, moving forward. Of like this is what this this is the next great uh, filmmaker, and it's it's always cool to see him get in on the Marvel action and to do uh, to do a movie that feels apart in some ways from the rest of like kind of the template for marvel movies it, it not necessarily that this is like the most original film of all time or even most original superhero film or something like that but it does have like some distinct differences i feel like from uh the rest of what you typically get from the kind of cookie cutter marvel take which i normally i, I like i'm a big fan of it in general but um it was cool to see them to see it go in different directions uh i thought Bo- chad mcgozman was great I, I thought Michael B. Jordan was even better, and I, I just, I ride or die for that guy, and it was, it was so cool to see him play, uh, kind of a villain, not kind of a very villainous role, and see him do, uh, kind of stretch himself a little bit and do something a little bit different. Uh, so yeah, man, for me, it was, this was was really good. I saw it twice. Uh, went last night with uh, with my wife and some friends, and then took my kid to see it today because he is obsessed with with Black Panther, which is really cool. He like that's what he wants to be for uh like that's what he wants his his birthday party to be and that's the he just runs around the house 
uh, pretending really? to be just because of the commercials, or how did he get into it? I I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So he I mean, started they're... as a mostly Kendrick fan, and then <laughs> right. the soundtrack. Yeah, once, got him into it. yeah, once you hear "To Pimp a Butterfly," I mean, you're you're <laughs> as a, as a four year old. I mean, you're you're transformed. <laughs> he gets it. Uh, yeah, like I think Black Panther shows up in some of the cartoons that he watches that you referenced earlier, Kent. The uh, oh, okay, the the Disney XD. I think they do. I I don't pay super close attention to those, so maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. But we watched That's Civil War together yesterday. Um, I know I'm not reviewing. I'm not critiquing them at this point. No, we watched Civil War together the other day. He's seen the commercials a hundred times, and he just you know he gets so pumped up for it. Um, yeah, like. Last time, and then we can stop talking about my kid because I know that's super boring for everybody else in the whole world. But uh, last time he had like uh, he got one of my one of my aunts gave him for his birth or for Christmas, just gave him an Amazon gift card. And I was like, well, he doesn't know how to shop on Amazon, so I'll j- I just like I'll just take you to Target. You can pick out what you want, and that's what he wanted. He got a, a Black Panther mask and Black Panther claws, and he's just for the last two months that's been his life is just black panther everywhere so anyway awesome. he was super stoked to see you today it was awesome to to watch him see it and uh and just kind of have that experience with him um but yeah I, I thought movie overall was really 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 good one of the at worst i think maybe three to five best marvel movies and and that might be underselling it in some ways uh like emiola said there's a couple things that i think could have been a little bit better but they're in my estimation, they're kind of minor quibbles compared to uh, the strength of the movie overall. But, uh, but that's me. Uh, Richard, where do you fall on all this? Yeah, so uh, I've been, I don't know anything about, I mean, the first Black Panther and only Black Panther thing I've seen was in Civil War, where he immediately, you know, I was, when, I, when Kugler first announced he was, <clears throat> excuse me, was doing this, um, obviously your first thought is, okay, Michael B. Jordan, because that's an actor he's worked with now twice in leading roles. And then when he announced, when they announced it was Chadwick Boseman, I was like a little bit disappointed. Not that Boseman's not great, but I didn't I didn't see him as a charismatic movie star as much as just a very fine actor. And so then Michael B. Jordan signs on, as a, signs on for a villain role, and it's like okay, this is interesting. I trust Kugler; it'll be cool. And then when you see, when I saw Civil War, it's like oh, Boseman really pops. Like he's okay. This is this is going to be awesome. Um, and then so was excited and then start seeing, you know, the, the minute you see the trailer for this, you're in um, and see. And, and I think it's one of the best examples of within the Marvel Universe and in the debate on this. And I producer Stephen and I, who was on the uh, Phantom Thread VIP episode last week, uh, were arguing about this. Like, what is the value of a director in in these films? And you can make arguments either way. Right. It's so controlled by Marvel um, and Disney that it's like you're working within a box. So you're creative. You can't really go too far out of the box uh, in some sense, but you know, the, the good directors and even in something like with Patty Jenkins on the other side um, have, have been able to make really interesting films. So there is obviously some value, which I probably underrated for, for directors in this. However, um, this is probably the best example of, of kind of world building um, that I've seen in this. And it's like Wakanda is so great. And like some of the space stuff with Marvel, even with Guardians, which is great tonally, the space stuff can be very generic um, and kind of modern Trekian in a way, right? It's kind of, but the world of this one just felt really new and and beautiful and and uh, and kind of mesmerizing. And and so uh, so in kind of the general feel of it and just the overall aesthetic itself feels 
I've, I, I actually made this note. I'm grabbing my notepad because I don't remember what I wrote. Uh, but I wrote, uh, it's a, it's a new generation of, of film. And it's like this kind of mix between obviously this modern Disney, super crisp aesthetic, um, a little bit of like the kind of modern, the little bit of like eighties punk aesthetic. That's like really in hip hop right now, just with like hair and looks and things like that. Um, the Coogler, the Coogler emotive feel. It's like, this is a new not even within Marvel. I think this will, this is a movie for this crop of 18 and 19 year old people. And I, and by the way, I, I loved it. I'm not saying it wasn't for me. Everyone else can enjoy it too, but you know, that happens like every 10 years, like this is this age group's movie, uh, in terms of popcorn. Sure. I really felt that when I watched this and it was really cool. And my theater had a lot of young people in it and they were loving it so much. And it, it's like the older you get, the less that happens for you. But at least I can see other people having that experience. And it just made me so happy. Um, so it, th- that's one thing about it. It's just this kind of, I th- I think there's been really kind of since, um, there's probably a few other things too, but I, I, th- I think about it. I always think Kanye West is always like way ahead on aesthetic things, like how things <laughs> are going to sound and feel and look for the next five years. And, wh- and when Yeezus came out, I think 2013, I think that's when that record came out. Like it sounded really different and like everything immediately started looking and sounding like that. And to me, this is like, this is like the perfect encapsulation of that aesthetic movement. And then like this, this is now the masterpiece of it. And then we'll move on to something else here in the next few years. And I, you know, Kanye is now like 40 years old. Who knows if he'll decide it next, but someone will, and it'll be really interesting. And I think, uh, so it was just like so fun to see something like Disney take a kind of movement in the art culture world and give it a little bit of Disneyfication, but in a good way and really clean it up. Uh, not content wise, but just like look wise, uh, Mm. with a huge, you know, huge $150 million, $200 million budget and just like blow it up. And like, I just think in 30 years, when you think of 2018, 2017, 2019, whatever that, those few years of film, like the aesthetically, Mm -hmm. uh, you'll think of this movie and that's so cool that it's a disney comic book movie that did that so anyway sorry kent what it's about a you point a great point yeah i really enjoyed wakanda i think that's uh that's one of the highlights of marvel is the the way they they threw that together and uh i guess what's the term uh afrofuturism or something like that where yeah, yep, exactly. the meld yeah. of old traditional culture with the uh, new new Advanced technology. I really enjoyed that. And I'm going to talk more about that, uh, in a little bit. Um, I agree with everything everybody said. I thought this was a, was a really strong movie and, uh, a step in the right direction. And it's just good to see something good go Marvel's way. I mean, it's just, it's been a tough run. So it's good to see an A movie that everybody's really excited about, uh, on the opening weekend, finally. No, um, I don't know that this is the best Marvel movie, but I know that this is the most important Marvel movie that they've done. This has, yeah. this makes the biggest yeah. statement. It, uh, it doesn't care about any of the other movies in the MCU. It's bold. It's the most independent movie that they've made. Oddly, the best comparison I can make, uh, with black Panther is wonder woman. That's what I kept mm-hmm. thinking and comparing it to was wonder woman. I think this is a very strong movie. I mean, this is a movie that, as the freaking Black Panther and introduces him and his awesome persona to this universe that's already been established. Plus, the uh, 
the characters around him are all so awesome. And mm-hmm. I mean, he's got five Wonder Women around him. I mean, it's incredible the cast that they put together for this. I mean, this feels like a Marvel movie that stands on its own in the fact that not only does the hero matter, but the villain matters and the characters around him matter. It's not like we're getting Thor and then Kat Dennings is there also. You know, it just really <laughs> felt everything felt necessary. There's not a single broke girl in this, which no, I really exactly. appreciate. <laughs> and it felt I just don't know why so many of the ones before it had all those throw in cliches when the answer all along is to break away from that mold. Um, and, you know, at times I wish in, in a general sense from Ryan, uh, you actually touched on this, Richard, um, that I wish Ryan Coogler had a little more to say with the look and feel of the film. You can feel, feel Marvel's fingerprints all over it. I mean, there's a certain window uh, that they allow you to be in. There's a certain sandbox that you're, are able to work in. And of course you can probably do what you want within that sandbox. But, um, I expected more, I guess, more flair, more of the Coogler flair from this. I mean, there's, there is at times, in fact, my favorite scene of the film or favorite shot of the film is, is Coogler signature, which is his behind the back shots that he does all the time yeah. with like the silhouettes. Uh, I mean, from the perspective of the, of the main character yep. where he's, where, uh, T'Challa is walking into Wakanda and, yeah. you know, he looks up and sees that entire everybody singing to him or whatever as the king. And he's walking into his uh, ceremony or whatever when uh, when they the first challenge sequence with uh, very coming with, to America. M- kind of weird, Man, epic shot. <laughs> so good. The music, everything comes together. It's just goosebumps. I mean, everything I wanted that to be. And that was really the only I mean, that that thing happened to me seven times in Creed, like those types of shots and and, yeah, and yeah. his other in Fruitvale sh- Station, those types of moments that I'm sure he, he wanted to put more in this movie. But to me, this this movie succeeds where all the other Marvel movies fail. It succeeds in its plot and its characters, and it fails in some derivative action type sequences that the other Marvel mm-hmm. movies typically that's what they stand on. Is like wow. That you know the the dialogue wasn't great, but man, that action scene was good. That's how I feel the opposite here. Man, it's a like, man. I love these characters, but man, I really didn't like that car chase sequence. I, that was just kind of okay. You know, I wish they could have maybe done something better there. But there's one or two action scenes in here that are that are that are great and that do mm-hmm. show Kugler's ability to move a camera and to and to direct a scene and and uh, his cinematographer Rachel Morrison, who shout out woman cinematographer. Uh, yeah. does an amazing job here. I think she's nominated this year too for uh, best cinematography uh, as well. So, what did awesome. she do? What she, she did she uh, that for? Netflix Bound, I think it was what she oh, shot. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, good for her. Yeah, this and, was really well shot. And yeah, this movie looked great. I love the colors. I love the look and feel. But I have some issues with sort of the plotting of it, and maybe some how they connected it with the uh, the MCU. And and some maybe some MacGuffin-y type stuff, but man, I, I love this characters. I love the world that they built, Richard. Mm. And um, I I want to live in Wakanda. I mean, it's Me the man. coolest thing. My one complaint about it is, man, I want to see more Wakanda. I want to be in the houses. Sure. I want to be everywhere. <laughs> and there's a there's a deleted scene, and and we'll get into specifics here after I wrap up my soapbox right here. There was a deleted scene that Coogler <laughs> Coogler said. Um, that you do see more of that. It was more of a walking through the neighborhoods with, uh, with Lupita Nyong'o and uh, and uh, Chadwick through the mm. streets of Wakanda, and you kind of get the environmental feel more of uh, 
of the city, but they ultimately was cut for time. And this movie felt long to me, I will say. Um, it's only, only racks in about two hours, but it did feel a little bit long to me and, and just the overall, uh, pacing of the movie. It didn't, it, it was, right. it, it was, it dragged a little bit at times. So I can say that, but overall, man, awesome. This is a great starting point for, man, I wish this had come out after Infinity War, to be honest. Uh, this would have been a great starting point post, uh, right. post that, but, um, nonetheless, really, really good stuff. And I'm excited to get, to get into details with you guys, but, um, where do well, you guys want, where should we start? Gets me hyped. Well, it gets me hyped for Aquaman. Just seeing a new world. <laughs> Jeez. Man, I I would love to be in the meeting uh, Monday morning at, at the uh, DC <laughs> Cinematic Universe. I'm like, I'm really excited about the dailies we got from Flash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of sarcastic. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Gonna make him young Sheldon in this movie. <laughs> exactly my goodness um okay so i'm gonna ask our guest uh what were your expectations uh for this you said your expectations weren't really met in a couple of areas and we are into detail talk now so let's get into that yeah i mean not to say that the the movie wasn't great i mean it certainly stood on stood for what it uh set out to do um but there's just a few things you know that i've experienced and you know the fact that you know i'm from African descent and, uh, you know, um, one big thing that I was expecting, just like, uh, was mentioned is just like taking a deeper look into Wakanda and, you know, they did a great job of showing us that the, the cultural diversity, the vibrant colors and like how that mixes in with like, you know, like flying ships and like floating screens and all that. But I think the, the, the film could have taken a direction where, you know, uh, just like, you know, Game of Thrones has a different, the different, uh, the different houses and how, you know, you see that you can see the, uh, the difference between them and like the struggles mm-hmm. between them. I think similar to, I mean, you can even reference Harry Potter and like the different uh, houses that they had. Um, it, I think it would have been really cool to see some of the difference between those cultures in Wakanda sure. um, on a more personal level. Like we right. did get to meet some of the heads and like, I yeah, guess the they council, have like their, yeah. the council. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But being able to see like, you know, either like, how are they at war? Like, you know, uh, or there is there a tribal warfare within the country um you know even within like even nigeria we see that from time to time even when i my short time that i lived there um so i was expecting a little bit more of that and i think the movie i mean it, it was great it was you know I, I i've seen it twice i saw it in imax both times um and that was actually great really great to see like they had to got a decent amount of imax footage in there but to like show cool. off to show off uh uh, Wakanda in its entirety. Um, but again, yeah, just, I, I don't want to get too much into details, of, you know, just, yeah, I don't know where we're at, but, um, right. no, we can talk, yeah. we can, we okay. can get into it. Feel oh, free. Spoiler territory. Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoil, yeah. spoil, oh, spoiler <laughs> territory. Spoil. This movie made yeah. $300 million. Everyone has seen it. So we're just, we're Twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, th- this is not to say they didn't do a great job with, with, you know, um, like laying out the different cultures and seeing like, mm-hmm. like definitely it did show the differences when them like whether it was like the colors or like different maybe um, body modifications or the way that they speak. Um, they definitely did their, their their research for sure. Like I even see some of the ways that T'Challa spoke when he went to that uh, spirit realm place. I don't know what we're calling mm-hmm. that, but yeah. um, like someone like towards the end where he was like I guess yelling at whatever I guess 
like the counselors or his ancestors seeing like his, you know, his uh, physical performance is just like, wow, like you can only have done that if, if you've done your research, you know, I've seen my right. dad, I've seen my parents like make those certain enunciations or, um, you know, uh, f- uh, facial expressions, you know, so they did a great job with that. Um, I think the movie could have done, and not to say that the movie wasn't long enough already, but I think they could have done a little bit more to show the, like, Wakanda. Let us fall in love with it. Just like you said, uh, mm-hmm. just like, uh, I'm not sure who said it, like definitely a place that I'd want to go to, like, you know, um, but I think it could have done, it, it could have benefited from a little bit more of that. Not so much, you know, uh, there was, I kind of got the sense that there maybe were two different stories that were written that were kind of pulled in together. Um, so one part of it was, you know, seeing T'Challa become the king and like some of his struggles with that, you know, like this is something that he wasn't prepared for. This kind of got put on his shoulders, you know, watching him take over the the, the country as the, the new king, maybe he's unprepared physically or mentally. There's some issues going on within the country. Maybe the tribes are fighting or whatever issues. And then also like this idea that um, his love interest, um, I can't remember what her name was, but she was like, you know, pulling for like diplomacy and actually getting Wakanda's image out there into the world. And like, you know, so I think the movie, yeah. honestly, I think the, I was expecting the movie to stand on that primarily, mm. those sort of things, you know, um, seeing Mike, Michael B. Jordan's performance was, was, was spectacular. It was great, you know, like reminiscent of like the, the fire that he had in, in Creed, you know, for example, like that was yeah. Creed, was, you know, that blew me away. It's like, I'm not, I'm not sure who mentioned it, but yeah, I mean, there was some flair, there was some flair in Creed that wasn't in, um, in, in, in Black Panther, just to put it, put it, put it plainly, you know, some of uh, Ryan Coogler's signature style wasn't really seen here, but you know, that's, this is coming from, you know, I guess the, 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 the four of us like are like diehard movie fans and um, very, when I was talking to my girlfriend after we watched the movie, like, uh, I was very particular about the things I was nitpicking on, but you know, mm-hmm. after watching it the second time and being able to gloss over some like plot holes here and there, like I was sure. like, "Wow, this is a great movie. This is a movie that you know sets a great example, taking a, a unique look." And I know I'm bouncing all over the place. I'm just really excited to talk about this movie. No, you're you're yeah. spot on. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I had basically the same experience, man. I don't mean to, I didn't want to cut you off. There. Like the first time around, I was like, "There's a couple things here and there that as a uh, a fake." <laughs> a fake movie critic like definitely jumped out at me that didn't jump out to the other people in my group and the second time it was much more of just like gosh this is just this is such a cool place this is such a great experience and yeah. it was very easy for me personally and and i don't speak for the rest of you guys it was very easy for me to be like well here's a couple things that weren't great but i don't really care it's very easy to to gloss over those things and and uh and move right along but by the way Coogler is 31 years old by the way just make yeah, everybody yeah, sick out third there movie, third movie gosh it's gonna man. be chazelle versus Coogler. man yeah i'm here yeah. i'm a ride or die for damien but man this is a i might have to switch teams <laughs> so good yeah i i thought to kind of touch on what all three of you guys have have mentioned here I thought that this was the a like you can see Coogler's influences throughout the film and that's phenomenal and it it really gives a lot of depth to uh the scene setting and the characters and the culture and everything that that's going into this movie this is the for maybe the second time um age of ultron sticks out to me kind of in the same way but i'm age of ultron i'm not sure would have been great no matter what but this this is similar in that this is maybe the first time that a i think this movie might have been better without 
being involved with like Disney, Marvel, MCU, like just to have Coogler go do a Black Panther movie might have been you don't get the budget and you don't get the extra touches that you get with Disney that I think typically make most of these movies, these MCU, MCU movies work really well and, uh, and, and feel, um, fun and comfortable and entertaining. And, uh, you have like a, like kind of a built-in expectation and a built-in comfort factor, if that makes sense. And I think that usually serves most of those movies really, really well. Uh, Ant-Man, I maybe, I don't know. Like, I don't know that Ant-Man and the Wasp works perfectly. <laughs> real well outside of the Disney Marvel system. This might be the one that's kind of the exception to the rule. Cause I think if you just said, Hey, Ryan Coogler, here's $150 million to go make a black Panther movie. This might be, I don't think it would be dramatically different, but you, I think you would see touches here and there that feel Coogler esque. And then you're like, man, this is, this is what I really, what I really want from, from a Ryan Coogler black Panther movie. Does that make sense to you all? You, right. you guys, I, I think so. Know. I think it would have been a better movie. Um, I wish they would do more of that. I wish they would let more characters <laughs> develop outside of the MCU and then the characters they have the rights to, for example, and then bring them into the MCU instead of, yep. and, yeah. and, you know, if it works, then say, okay, well, then we can have them appear in the next Spider-Man or whatever and then plant the seed that way instead of, yeah, instead of having them already committed for three films and a big story arc and everything like that. Um, yeah. This one works, but uh, not to say they all will, but right. I agree. Um, I would yeah. like to see I, I them, the a more pacing, independent movie feel of this. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. Sure. Sure. Hmm? I think the pacing is the, the only is the spot for me where it was like, we're kind of what you said, Emil, you it did feel like almost two movies at times where it was like it, it maybe in a perfect world, we would get a movie about Wakanda itself and then a movie about this black Panther and right. his, rise to the throne or and, something like that yeah There's just so much that needs to be incorporated and encompassed in that two hours and 15 minutes and that's where i didn't think it was poorly paced at all i just thought most of the times where i was like man that felt like a really quick transition to something else it to me very very much felt like he's got a lot of material that he's got to press into this this yeah. two hours you know and that's yeah. that's not necessarily in a perfect world you wouldn't have to do that but it also the movie doesn't get made right like you have to have here's all the things that you've got to get you've got to check off the, the the checklist as well as make the movie that you want to make and that's that to me was it was kind of easy to, to write that off as like all right the pacing's not perfect but i don't this is one situation where i don't set that at the feet of the director i guess can, can i can i ask a tangential question um I was, I was just curious i actually got this question from my girlfriend actually that does a marvel movie have to have a villain in it for it to be entertaining or for it to be a superhero movie like for example like let's say we were yeah go ahead like let's, yeah. let's say let's say um like for example like we, let's say we this feeling that we get that there are two movies that are put together let's say the first one was just his rise to the throne and dealing with the politics of you know having a, a country with multiple tribes and a country that's like hidden from the the global scale and all that like that to me could have been a story in and of itself and then bringing this idea with Killmonger maybe a sequel I don't know that's kind of the sense I got that those two got pushed together into one movie but yeah going back to the question like do you think a Marvel movie has to have a villain in it in order it's to a good question and I think at large, uh, I mean, it's a very derivative thing. Like I said, this movie feels like it has to fit into this certain mold of, okay, everybody comes to a Marvel movie. They expect certain things with that. They expect a villain. They expect uh, some connection to the MCU, so, uh, some references to other movies, uh, pop culture references, some things that they, this movie has to have, right? Uh, I think that's one of those things is the uh, the typical protagonist, they, 
is uh, the Andy Serkis kind of character, and then it's more of a twist when it ends up being the Michael B. Jordan character and all that. Um, to me, the the movie is about two things. It's about uh, T'Challa's realization and coming to terms with the fact that he's the king of a nation now, uh, an independent nation of people that he has to now politically manage. And then B, he's an Avenger now. So how does he manage that with mm. the interests of the world at large and you know aliens coming down and trying to destroy everybody? So really, I think you're right. I think you could make an intriguing movie based on those two things without any big villain or, or a third act where somebody has to be defeated. And it would be fun and entertaining. I think so. Um, and to me, that's, that's where the movie, this movie goes from very, goes from great to very good is in that one thing is, mm -hmm. is, uh, yeah. in those kind of cliches that, uh, that felt a little bit forced, but I mean, they're well done, but it did feel like we've seen it 10,000 times. And some mm -hmm. of the stuff that felt repeated or we can move on. I mean, this movie doesn't count on the fact that you've seen Captain America Civil War and you know the backstory of T'Challa and his father and the handing down of the of the king and everything. Uh, and so it has to kind of reset that. There's some stuff, like you said, with the astral plane and him going there to uh, to talk to his, his dad. And, and he has to deal with some responsibility. Maybe it uh, could have gone about that in a different way. It just felt repetitive to me since I already knew about that transition. And uh, maybe for the person, like I said, that hadn't seen that, they had to knew that, know that. I've heard some... Uh, References to Lion King. It's, there's a scene, uh, like you said, that's it's very oh, much yes. like the Rafiki stuff. That's oh, okay, and uh, that's the one where he first goes there, and the sky's all purple and everything, and and it's a very reminiscent of the Simba, Dad. <laughs> and he comes out of the cloud, seeing you know, uh, yeah. maybe this it's because this is like the first movie since the Lion King that's featured yes. Africa. Like, how about yes. has anybody said that? It's, I mean, um, yeah, 100%. That hasn't been a very district, accurate statement. That hasn't yes. been District 9 or like Blood Diamond yeah. or something about it, how horrible it, things are in Africa. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a lot. I've seen the Lion King referenced a bunch in, in regards to Black Panther. And it, it kind of feels to me like when there's ever a white European basketball player who's over six foot five, then they right. immediately like every piece of analysis is like, Oh, he's the next Dirk Nowitzki or, or it's just like, you're comparing him to Dirk Nowitzki and it doesn't, well, this guy can jump. So that doesn't like, it doesn't make any sense. That's a terrible combination. It's a terrible comparison. I'm not saying it's a bad comparison to compare Lion King to black Panther, but it does feel like either laziness or to your point, Kent, of just like, well, I don't know. How, I guess we don't have just a whole lot of things There's to not, man. Go, draw back to. And that's, that sucks. Like that's super sucks. It's, 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 it's long overdue. And I love the fact that you touched on it, uh, about the fact that they do pay respects to the cultural diversity of the nation and they don't say, okay, well, this is the look and feel of Wakanda. And if you're an African and you don't fit this look, you're not going to be an extra in our movie. I mean, they have every, and they do kind of divide it up into the different looks, costuming wise, and everything with the different tribes of Wakanda. I don't know if they're technically yeah. called tribes or or whatever, but I yeah. I love the way that they chose that in in order to pay their respects to the different cultures in Africa. And I thought that was mm -hmm. a great move, without saying it, from Ryan Coogler and company to uh, to do that. And and this is a movie for everybody. It didn't include only one um one aspect of it. So. Um, I liked, I, I mentioned the, the ancillary characters or the characters beside, uh, the, the main hero and main villain, 
And I really enjoyed Denai Guerra as Okoye. I love Lupita Nyong'o as Nakia. But I think the uh, come-out star of the movie is Letitia Wright as Shuri. As yeah. she was the uh, the Q, the uh, quartermaster, if you will, of uh, <laughs> and hooked him up with all the gadgets and stuff. And I have some questions about the gadgets that I want to get to, but I thought it was cool, A, that uh, it was a 16-year-old sister that was the one coming up with all this stuff. And I yeah. love that sequence in the movie where she gives him all the tech. Even though those yeah. scenes are very derivative and very pointer scene or file scene-esque, uh, I mm-hmm. always enjoy them when they're done right. And um, where the James Bond movies haven't been doing those, really, because they find them too cliched now. Even James Bond won't even do James Bond movie things, which is another conversation. But I love that in this. And um, that leads me to a question about Vibranium. Um, another little, obviously, nitpicky gripe would be, what can Vibranium do? I thought it was just a metal why does this metal now screens are better? Everything is floating. Uh, you can put it on somebody's skin and it heals their back after they've been shot. I don't, I don't understand that it has magic powers. Now, not only is it a strong metal, but um, I guess it's the alien origin there. I just feel like they used vibranium maybe as a little MacGuffin-y reason or to, to, to get away with some things in this movie that they couldn't ordinarily get away with. Um, to me, the only thing that they had established that vibranium was is like cap shield and the strongest, uh, metal in the universe and can absorb energy or whatever. But it seems they stretched the limits, I guess, uh, is what I'm saying with, with what vibranium could do. Did anyone else feel that on the second viewing? Maybe Brian? No, like for me, that goes into, I need one line of kind of expositiony dialogue to explain away why this is all happening as, but it, it, it like, it falls into the category of, of, of science fiction. As long as you play by the rules you establish, then I'm, then I'm going to just go with it. Like that's just movie magic to me mm-hmm. is like, Oh, so you can use vibranium to figure out how to make advanced tech. Okay. That's fine. Like, I, I don't, I'm with you. That's, mm-hmm. that's fine. Just to me that the, what, uh, what that for me was in this movie were the heart plant stone things. Where you just drink mm-hmm. it and you're Black Panther. Okay, that works. That you yeah. doesn't matter how you can fly or do superpowers. It's just this mysterious uh, plants, yeah. and they never really explain like why he can right. do it and why no one to. else can. Right. They yeah. make it very ritualistic. And so there's this I big love, ju- gosh, juxt- I love that. So, there's this yeah. big ju- juxtaposition between uh, we have jetpacks and we can make <laughs> plasma grenades, but we're also doing a ritual in which it's a fight to the death. And if our guy yeah. dies, we have to follow him no matter what, because it's our tradition. It, that's it, awesome. It was that's crazy. Yeah. I was so like, wow. Well so well done on that front to it's show. In, they exist on this own part. little Island, yes. you know, yes. like it, to show both parts of the, of the Wakandan culture was awesome. I thought, I love that stuff. It was yeah, cool. I was, sorry. I was, I was curious what y'all thought about the, the fact that they did build up this, this uh, tradition of the, um, what was it? The fight to the death. I can't, I can't quite remember mm-hmm. what, what yeah. they called it. Yield or, yield or die. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have the that challenge. set up as like, you know, it's like, this is the thing that we do, you know, like, you know, the, the, this is, I don't know. We're, I guess we're real like that. Like, we, like we're like, you know, I guess lions have a similar, uh, uh, like prides, like mm-hmm. a lot of pride of lions. I think they have a similar dynamic, but when it happened that, you know, Killmonger and like, I guess we're in spoiler territory now, but Killmonger basically, you know, effectively kills him at that point 
it kind of felt weird to see the Dormelage, the 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 Chichala's mother and sister. I mean, obviously for them, it's like it's an emotional, like it's their family mm-hmm. member. But just I felt like there was a little bit of people breaking down on, uh, like the the culture. Um, like they've set up these rules and like oh, because the person they didn't want to win won. Like now they feel like there was some there was some sense that okay, well, how far are they gonna how far are they willing to break these rules? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think they did a decent job of, of holding, of, uh, of, of tying it up, uh, by showing that, um, the exchange between the, the, Dene, the leader of the, uh, Dormelage, her mm-hmm. character. Okoye. And, Okoye. Yeah. yeah. And, Okoye. And, um, love interest. I'm terrible at remembering. No, you're good. Names. Nikia. <laughs> yeah. Nikia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically they were, you know, talking about soldier versus spy. One person's, you know, uh, loyal to the throne. One person's like loyal to like, I guess the idea of saving the country, you know, I think that they did a, a decent job at that, but I was, I was terrified that they were going to just completely just like say, okay, screw all these rules that we have. We got to get this guy out of the seat. But um, yeah, I was just curious what y'all thought about that. I loved it. I thought I, that whole, the whole background of Wakanda you're getting this uh someone already mentioned but kind of the juxtaposition between the traditional culture and the you know kind of the new culture and and at the same time battling between like traditionally we have just hidden and stayed out of everything worldwide or globally and now we're we're saying we maybe need to be more some some people are saying we need to be more influential and all that sort of stuff i loved the way that that kugler and uh and and uh, did somebody who else wrote this? It was and uh, Joe Robert Cole. The, the the writing there to kind of um, set up both sides of those arguments without uh, letting it become too much of a focal point. Does that make sense? Like it, it's 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 almost like on background of these are the things that we're dealing with, and and you almost know that without any dialogue like it's just in the way that the characters interact with each other and like their emotions on screen and you can kind of like especially with okoya you can see the conflict in her of man i you know this is the tradition this is what i have to do this is my um my job essentially but also i don't want this dude on the throne and this person is my friend and well you know all these i man i thought that was really really well done a really good combination of kind of the traditions and the the new culture stuff and the way that i I thought it was i thought it was done really really well i did too man i really liked what they did with andy circus and the one arm and the vibranium and the what the arm that's like iron man pretty much i love (laughs) that uh reveal and and we need to talk more about michael b jordan because exactly this in general (laughs) but the make or break of this movie is the fact that this movie is a political movie at the end of the day it's about his rebelliousness comes from two things um one is not revealed until later in the movie but the first of those being the fact that uh, he's ashamed of wakanda for porting their technology from the rest of the world right there's this big dilemma Mm -hmm. that they exist in this bubble Literally, uh, everyone in the world thinks Wakanda is a third world country, but they're yeah. through a cloak of invisibility or whatever it is that uh, hides the actual city. They feel like their technology is better kept to them and uh, the rest of the world would only go crazy if they had our technology and we can control it here and do our own thing and be happy and fine without anybody disturbing us. Um, that's a good debate. But meanwhile, 
Michael B. Jordan saying, hey, we need help out here. You're the reason we're all messed up. You could help us. You can imagine how much you could help with with one thing of vibranium. This guy made a freaking arm out of one ounce of it or whatever when he stole it. Uh, you could really help us. So that's a confliction too of the of uh, T'Challa is that mm-hmm. inner struggle. And those two sides, they both have valid points, and it's it's hard to uh, justify either side of it. But um, that's that's the ultimate thing that mm-hmm. they have to come to mm-hmm. terms with, even though. That's his family, and I love the the way they set that up at the beginning. With it, it starts out in Oakland. By the way, um, Oakland not only the home of Ryan Coogler, the origin city of the Black Panther Party, but also the uh, opposite of New York and mainly MCU Avengers. It's all New York City uh, around or centrally located around there. I love that this is like we're just going to go West Coast. But what's happening over there? Uh, and it tells a different side of things. I really like that too. So I like the setting for those three reasons, but I love how they set that up with Sterling K Brown at the beginning and, and, uh, T'Chaka, uh, the father of T'Challa doing that whole thing with the vibranium and having to kill him because of stealing it or whatever it was him being a spy. And then the reveal at the end of the movie that Michael B. Jordan's, that was his dad that he killed and he, they actually left him there whenever they went back to Wakanda. And, um, mm-hmm. that I loved, I thought that was, that worked very well for me. It was that whole arc reveal of the villain and his intentions, why he was so mean and, and, uh, and all that, man, they, with these past villains, they've, they've really, I thought Michael Keaton was great, but Michael B. Jordan mm-hmm. was, was really good. They, Marvel has stepped their game up with the villains in the past three, four movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to be their biggest downfall, but now it's one of their bigger strengths. So what did you guys think more about, uh, about, him as a character and uh i love that he was a marine and he had all the scars from battle that's why he was the killmonger it wasn't this uh it was because of actual warfare i like that to humanize mm-hmm. the character too um man what did you guys think of that it represents a different part of african culture too the the more so the more americanized version or what we would be more familiar with than uh the more mm-hmm. africanized uh african sure. culture but yeah no, dude, I love I love Michael B. Jordan. There's yeah, outside of uh, Fan Four Stick, there's he can do no wrong. <laughs> I forgot about he was in that man. I know, yeah, because Creed came out that Ugh. same year. Yeah, just immediately forget because he's <laughs> he was smart enough to plan ahead. But uh, no, look, he's since Friday Night Lights and uh, really since The Wire. But Friday Night Lights was when he he officially won my heart. I just I love love him so much. He's probably he's one of my three favorite actors i just think he is a he's an incredible dynamic presence on screen it was cool to see him kind of show the range and the versatility here um he's i'm sure he's kind of played a little villainous in the past but this was like the real the real deal and i yeah you're right can't like the the villains have always been the the kind of downfall of marvel movies and the past three or four have have really crushed on that i mean michael keaton's incredible this is great um and uh even you know guardians of the galaxy 2 is not a great movie by any means but it but kurt russell is a pretty solid villain if for no other reason than it's like well that's kurt russell and he just brings this the gravitas to the screen that you kind of can't ignore uh so yeah i mean they've they've really pumped it out on this but this to me it's like this is it's either it's either killmonger or uh I uh, forgot Michael Keaton's character. The, the, Vulture. the Falcon Vulture. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. 
those, those two are kind of one one a and one and one a of of the best marvel villains for me um but but mbj is just he's so great put him in everything i love him so much richard do you have thoughts on that yeah um I agree with you on Michael Keaton. I thought that character, and that's interesting too, when you find that twist spoiler for last year's movie, but uh, when it's his daughter that Spider-Man's kind of interested in, he is kind of doing this stuff for his family. He's just kind of caught up in it. It's always good when villains have uh, kind of motives. You know, I agree with everything you're saying about Michael B. Jordan. Um, Quick, let me go back to Emiola's thoughts on, on Marvel 95 minutes ago, whenever that was, (laughs) but he brought that up. Uh, you know, I think you're right. I think Marvel hasn't ever done the villain thing very well yet. And a part of that's the source material and and uh, the fact that some t- often there was like 19 heroes in a movie. So it's kind of hard to believe that one person could take them down. Um, and so I think you're right. I think th- I, I would be more interested. I would love a movie just on Wakanda with with uh, T'Challa just sort of uh, navigating, you know, not I'm not saying like a a. a, a you know, attack of the clonesian uh, parliamentary <laughs> yeah. trade fe- trade federation sort of stuff. I don't mean on that level, but yeah, I think there would be like like a you know a, a, just a, a film like a born identity type movie with him would be interesting with like a system against yeah. him instead of a villain straight out. So, but I echo everything you're saying about Michael B. Jordan. I think he's one of my favorite actors, especially kind of you know big movie star level actors out there. I think he's fantastic. I think he's great. Um, I think he was, it was really smart of him to take that, this role. Um, and I thought all that, I will say, I thought he was a, a little overacting in this. I thought he was trying to be Joker for this generation and a little bit over the top, um, for the movie. I thought he was great and he could pull it off and no demerit to him whatsoever. But I think if it was another actor giving this performance, I think we would just be like, yeah, that was that was cool. He was a little he was a little scene steal. It's try, eating up the scenery a little bit. Uh, but it's Michael B. Jordan. So it's great. So but that doesn't make me think any less of him. And if I were to gamble on any actor for the next 20 years, I mean, he would still be 100 <laughs> percent by the hype. stock. Yeah. Spe- yeah. Speaking of overacting, um, we haven't mentioned Forrest Whitaker yet. <laughs> yeah, he was there. <laughs> that was <laughs> There's old Forrest. Uh, you know, it's fine. He's he's fine. He didn't do any. There's there's never been a time for me, at least, where Forrest Whitaker has taken anything away from a movie that he's in or added. And I'm and I'm not sure there's ever been a time that he's he's really. <laughs> the idea movie. He took away from yeah, Star Wars. It, it, it took yeah, Saw Gerrera definitely well, took that, away from no, that. That wasn't his fault. But yes, yeah, you, you're you're Richard. That what was that movie called? The uh, uh, Last, Last King of Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. yeah, it's like. Everything he had went into that performance because yeah. he's, mm-hmm. he's very good in that. And then pretty much everything before and since has been like, uh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's well, obviously like, you haven't seen vantage point, Brian. <laughs> well, of course I have. Come on. Don't be <laughs> daily, <scared>. daily watch, <laughs> man. Um, I, I celebrate all Dennis Quaid films. But. So like I said, there's some fun, there's some der- more derivative stuff. I felt like the CG just wasn't as, I mean, aside from the actual environments they built, just in terms of the action scenes, the CG wasn't groundbreaking by any means. Um, in fact, when it gets down to the end and uh, it's a Killmonger versus Black Panther and they're doing the, it felt very Spider-Man, just the way the characters kind of fought each other and moved. And um, maybe the suspension of disbelief was lost a little bit there uh, towards the end. But I like the suit. I like the fact that it's, oh, yeah. this is what I meant yeah. about Vibranium. So now Vibranium can, 
be particle suits together. And that was just another thing. I was like, wow, we've come a long way since Iron Man to uh, in the technology. And that's where they're, that's where they're moving. Uh, it seems is that direction. But uh, I love the suit, how it was all in the necklace. Now he just had to wear the necklace in order to have the suit mm-hmm. with him and how the and necklace got awesome. stolen. And, and uh, so in terms of, this feeling like other ones, I, that's something that Marvel can't get away from too, is having the villain just be a bad version of the the hero. Just take the, their power and use it for bad, you know? Uh, they did it in Iron Man, they've done it before, they'll do it again, and we're just mm-hmm. gonna have a bad Iron Man suit instead of a good Iron Man suit. Um, that's That seems to be something they can't get away from, but uh, yeah. but that's okay. Um, where, where did you guys feel, in terms of this one, uh, at the end, there was one scene that I loved, and that's the casino sequence when yeah. uh, when they bust in and uh, or when um, Killmonger one of the breaks, breaks circus out of jail. Too. Yeah, Stanley mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, I love that, and that's where Coogler really is being Coogler. I mean, there's the tracking shots, and Coogler mm-hmm. does a does a, a scene or does a sit down with Vanity Fair that you can look up uh, Google. Uh, he actually sits down and diagrams out that scene or watches the scene and, and kind of annotates it on how he shot it and everything. And a lot of it is shot in camera. Some of the stuff you would think CG when the camera, you know, goes from downstairs to upstairs and vice versa. They were actually had a camera on a crane and they're moving it back. It was really cool to see that. So that was his one sequence of the film. They're like, all right, man, I'm just going to do it up here. And then another one with the fist fight between uh, Killmonger and Black Panther when they're actually fighting for the throne uh that one uh that felt cool too in terms of the way it was shot but um it felt a little bit uh, typical marvel-y uh in terms of that but uh predictability did you guys find this predictable i found it predictable that he was going to lose that fight to to the killmonger sure. and the killmonger was going to be that and then he was going to come back and win the throne again so in terms of the that i found it all very predictable and it's a weird thing with marvel uh and this is where star wars really has the upper edge in terms of the fan base is that all you see in star wars is determined by the movie any progress narratively is determined by the next movie right um with mm-hmm. marvel everyone has expectations on where it could go with the with the comics it has to follow some kind of predetermined structure uh, they already have trailers that have come out for the next marvel film so you know which characters are going to be in those films so you know who's going to die somewhat and who's not going to die or wh- who needs to be around um so they don't have the advantage of complete surprise with anything or stakes like the Star Star Wars can just kill somebody off and it, they can totally get away with it. This doesn't really have that advantage. And so in terms sure. of that, it's a, it's harder for there to be any kind of um, surprise. But I, sure. I, I think, totally. man, Infinity War, somebody's got to go, right? I think they're setting this oh, yeah, up. Let's yeah. let's wrap yeah, this up. We're cover. definitely getting some deaths in, in Infinity War, I think. Yeah, I think uh, they're setting this up for... for um, Black Panther to be the new Iron Man, the technology, and to be the kind of leader of the Avengers, right? He's got the diplom- diplomatic uh, approach sure. to it, and he's got leadership capability, and, and certainly he's got the uh, the uh, reinforcements, if you will, with Wakanda there. I don't. Who knows what happens with Wakanda? Could Thanos come to Wakanda in search of that last Infinity Stone? Maybe that's how the, the astral plane is able to work, is because mm-hmm. they have that soul stone. So we'll have to see uh, how that all ends up. But um, I think, yeah, that's the transition. I think Captain America is probably the one to go. I hate to say that or to die. 
because um, he's not really repping America anymore. He's he just <laughs> doesn't have a shield anymore. Um, I'm excited to see that too when they get, he gets his new vibranium shield from Wakanda. They've teased that in the trailer for Infinity War already. That looks cool. When he says, "Get this guy a shield" or something like that. What's, <laughs> the, what's the line? That's really yeah. cool. Somebody um, get this man a shield. Somebody get yeah. yeah, get this man a shield. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's good. It's good. It's all good times. But yeah, I think that's the, the transition is going to be really interesting, and I'm I'm all in on Black Panther being the new the new head of or the face of Marvel uh, going forward. Uh, I wanted to ask a quick question, if you yeah. don't mind. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to what you you asked about the predictability of the movie uh, or the story, um, did anyone like I mentioned? I I was expecting one thing, that being an exploration of the politics within um, Wakanda as well as between Wakanda and the rest of the world. Um, but you know, the movie that we got was definitely different than that. Um, as far as predictability, did anyone get a, a Dark Knight Rises vibe from it? I mean, the way that oh. he goes down midway through the movie and then has mm. to like you know yeah. fight his way back because someone overthrew his his uh, his Gotham essentially. I can see that. Yeah, yeah absolutely, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I definitely can. It's yeah. um, it's one that people will be talking about for a long time. I'm interested to see how well this is going to do box office wise when it's all said and done. Uh, here in the states, it made over two hundred million dollars. Is that good? Opening weekend, I, uh, I think four day the four day <laughs> haul yeah. was the best of all time, or something like that, especially yeah. for a February release. Yeah, so one ninety two uh, for the three day, and it's like two eighteen. I think is tracking for at least when we started the show, so it, it may have changed by the time. But yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to make two hundred eighteen over the yeah the four day weekend. It was like. It is funny when these these movies come around. The the ones that like super break the expectations, I always enjoy. Like I get a kick out of. Uh, this movie was projected to be like one twenty five to one forty ish, or I think one twenty five was the number that I saw it at maybe ten days ago. And then like almost every day as it get as it got closer to the premiere, it's like, hey, uh, we think it's gonna be like maybe one one thirty, and then the next day. Like, eh! maybe 140 145 something like that and then at some point maybe maybe tuesday or wednesday of last week pretty much uh hollywood reporter right all of them just said we don't know we have no clue anymore like it's just it is going to break all of the records basically and you're just gonna have to wait and see it's been pretty impressive and it's made a crap ton of money overseas already as well so not bad not a bad uh business venture there Marvel and to have Kendrick do the soundtrack is awesome oh, too. Gosh. I mean, yes. the number one rapper yeah. in the game right now to just drop an album dedicated to this movie is well, Macklemore, pretty, but sure, is mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I said right now. I mean, everyone knows he owned 2012. Kendrick knows Kendrick lost it. the Grammy to Macklemore. He'll never forget that. <laughs> he goes to bed at night uh, thinking about that one. So so crazy. Yeah that that might be my one beyond the kind of pacing stuff that I talked about earlier, maybe my only complaint about the movie, I really expected the score and the soundtrack to, to play yeah, to be maybe better. a bigger role. Yeah, me too. Yeah. My, my first showing, I don't think the it, soundtrack was done until like a month ago. Yeah. That's, that made me, it's, it's almost like a tribute album to the yeah, movie. Right, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was great that when typically when, um, when T'Challa was on screen or you were just, just in Wakanda, you got, a score that was a little more traditional infused with, uh, you know, kind of, uh, African cultural music and stuff. And then when 
Killmonger shows up, it it got a little hip hop heavy, and that was that was a cool juxtaposition. I love that. I thought that was really awesome. I just expected a little bit. I I wanted the score to play a little bit bigger, uh, a bigger role, and get a little bit more um, aggressive with the uh, yeah. you know hit hit me a little harder with that stuff. Just based on that's a huge part of even the trailer is is the uh, the song, the background, and that that made that's I think that's part of what sold this movie so that was a little bit disappointing first time through i will say the theater i went to the first time around i'm gonna stop going because i don't think they turn up the volume nearly enough for the uh like the surround sound stuff so second time this afternoon when i saw it the you know the the uh the music was up a little louder and the, and it, it felt it was better but i still would have liked it infused a little bit more into uh and i and that may be something that i kind of talked about earlier of like if this was just a Coogler movie, not a Marvel slash Disney movie, then maybe that that gets pumped a little bit more. But but that that's that was like a, a it's a minor complaint, but that's something that I really would have liked and expected from uh, from the movie in general that we didn't really get. That seems to be a complaint with every Marvel film is well, the score could have been better. It was totally yeah, and that's totally derivative and right, except and for the Avengers fine. and the Avengers theme. They've done a good job of hammering that home, especially in the last Infinity War trailer. At the end, it's like, it's like the loudest thing ever. This is the theme. And uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's sad. I said that with, with DC too. I mean, Wonder Woman has that little guitar note thing whenever she becomes Wonder Woman, but. I mean, that's all you remember. Uh, this epic movie of this woman becoming this huge, epic hero, right? Greek mythology and everything at stake, and you don't remember the score. I mean, that's sad. Yeah. You know, it, it's um, it's more tent music than anything else. It's more there because yeah. it needs to be there than, than it because it helps the story. I think this definitely, music helps this movie more than any Marvel movie before that, maybe other than Guardians. But uh, not to say that uh, that's just because everyone before it has really they that's their list probably number 10 on their top 10 list of priorities with these movies is the score sure. so yeah um, and that's fine yeah, like that's I, fine. I don't care on most of these movies i don't you know it doesn't it doesn't bother me that there isn't like <laughs> that there isn't a very well-known hawkeye theme you know i don't care i really <laughs> right. don't care right. but this was the one where you kind of i i wanted more from that i wanted like a really pumping uh soundtrack and a score that drove some of the action instead of was just the sort of music for the movie itself if that makes sense but yeah. again these are these are minor complaints in my opinion a couple other things that i really liked uh i did like in that car chase sequence where i think it was okoye i'm not really sure if it was her throws the spear through the car and yeah that was, that, awesome. that was a cool part uh so and black panther flips a car with like grinding his by the way, I'm glad that he has the um, superpower of the swallowing the plant liquid, right, to give him the superpower. Because let's just face it, or let's say it up front: awful, awful powers. Black Panther It's just like you scratch, <laughs> you scratch people. Like that is that's all he brings. I'm surprised they didn't say they didn't mention that in like Civil War when he shows up. It's like, what do you do? He's like, I've got long fingernails and. I'm a cat. Like, okay. It's like, I'm Iron Man. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I shoot arrows. Like no. I, I know he's a prince and he's got uh, Wakanda behind him and all that, but uh, it's just, 
funny when like you look at it in a vacuum, like, wow, this guy really doesn't have that, that great of ability when you think about it. But uh, <laughs> it's funny that it, that it can work in this context. Um, so I like that. And I like the scene again. I mentioned the casino scene where she, she, uh, a takes off her wig and like throws it at a guy and then takes off her heel. <laughs> takes off her high heel and like kicks a guy with it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I bet, uh, Denai Guerra is glad she has the, the, the Michonne training from the walking dead for all those <laughs> scenes with the swords and, uh, staffs and everything that they had to use. But that was a really cool kind of w- women, uh, liberation sequence there too. I like that. It was, um, uh, Ryan Coogler put it, it, her using her feminism as a weapon, literally. That was his quote, I think, for that. Sure. Okay. Um, any other closing thoughts on, on Black Panther? We'll get back around to this when we talk Infinity War here on the next couple months uh, when May comes around. And we might do a bonus episode or something um, on Iron Man because it's 10 years since Iron Man. So maybe the VIPs will get that before Infinity War or something like that. So uh, still sure. Marvel talk to happen. Uh, this year, and I think the the next movie we have after uh, Infinity War is Ant Man and the yeah. Wasp, which mm-hmm. is uh, yeah. which is coming out this summer. Yeah, and, and then uh, we get a break till March for Captain Marvel. I think is the next one. Right, and we have Captain Marvel, and then the only ones after that that we have announced is a uh, untitled Avengers movie in twenty two thousand nineteen. And uh, we have a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three in 2020. Yeah. So and a Spider Man, Spider Man Homecoming Two 2019. as well. 2019. Yeah. But um, nothing confirmed for Captain America. Nothing confirmed for Thor, Iron Man, the main people. Um, no Black Panther Two announcement, which they could have easily dropped that this soon. weekend. It'll probably come coming Monday soon, morning. I'm sure. Yeah. Black Panther they may, Two. They may be waiting to see if they can get Coogler. Like get that deal done before he's probably holding out, man. If I was him, I'd be like, "Yo, fifty mil, yeah, (laughs) just keep, just pony it up." Because he, (laughs) that's what James James Gunn did. Yeah, (laughs) sign me up as long as you're willing to pay up. I'll, I'll do it. I'll keep cranking. You want to make two hundred more million dollars? You know, the next one's gonna make even more money. Opening weekend, be so hyped. Regardless of what happens in uh, the Avengers, that one has the Macklemore soundtrack though. (laughs) Count me out. Count me out. Yeah, Kendrick falls on hard times between now and then. The and thrift store scene in Wakala is pretty pretty awesome. It's timely. Speaking of timely, who liked the what are those uh, joke in this movie? I was like, oh, yikes. <laughs> that one's not going to age well. It seems like they, they, they had that idea on set right when that was really popular and they fast forward two years or whatever it is. Right. That's what she said in a 2009 or something. Right. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. for some Tide Pod references in Captain Marvel, though. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Smoke them. Oh. You can vape them. I cannot wait. Um, okay, so any closing thoughts on, on Black Panther before we uh, reveal our grades, guys? Yeah, um, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I thought it, it, it's important, like, despite, like, the, the little gripes I had, because it's, I'm like, you know, I guess, yeah, the four of us being people who watch a ton of movies and spot these things really, really well. I thought the movie was great, honestly, like um, very much looking forward to see how it ties into the next movies that come that, that come along, especially uh, uh, um, uh, <laughs> Avengers. It's, well, uh, what, what's the name of the next one? Infinity War. <laughs> I've seen the trailer like 20 times. I couldn't remember the name, but um, yeah, I think it's important to, 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 to not forget, you know, the impact that a movie like this has on um, 
I mean, the African African American community and Africans in general. Um, I mean, not to get on that high horse or anything, but no, that's definitely like a big is. part of it. You know, like um, disability to like you know, this like unique, unique, and very rare look at uh, you know how black faces and voices can be a part of and like uh, a party to shaping the, the the course of humanity. You know, um, and being able to see like you know black people like with their own sense of uh, agency. Um, the uniqueness and diversity of African cultures is something to be celebrated and not not something, you know, it's even I've caught myself when I was younger, like something that I felt guilty of, you know, being in America, you know. So I thought I did a very good job for that. And it's definitely something that's going to be looked down back on history, like, wow, this really did open a, a door for um, just a way of thinking for like Ameri- African-Americans who haven't really thought yep. that way. Um, that That's very true. And I think just and please keep going, but that's that's <laughs> such a great part of it, and and uh, and and then also, sadly, the fact that 2018 on the other side of it will let other people know that th- these things are also true. You know, there's the empowering aspect, which will continue forever, and then you know, hopefully, opening eyes of of, of dumb people, quite frankly, that <laughs> that wouldn't think something like this would be possible. Um, in, in that as well, but anyway, please continue, Emil. I, I just, I just want to reiterate that's a really great point. Yeah, I mean, also, I mean, one last thing, just like the uh, the uh, Dormelage, um, yeah. the the like uh, women warriors uh, by T'Challa's side, like you know, getting like I guess you know, black women don't get too much you know uh, representation in films as far as like showing like their their strength and their their power within like you know. Yeah. Um, within either the family dynamic or even just like, you know, like African-American culture in general. And I thought that was a really good, really cool thing to see. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I tell people this, for example, like my mom's like probably one of the nicest people that you'll ever meet. Um, but like she, she's, I mean, she can survive some really tough things. And, you know, that's something that that's a, a thread that not too many people know about, you know, African-American women or African women in general. Um, mm-hmm. So I was very happy to see that. Um, and definitely like uh, Danae Guerrero from, uh, I think I, I always butcher her name, but from uh, The Walking Dead, she definitely, I think she, she's one of the people that stole the show, and I look forward to seeing where her career goes. She's fantastic, and like I said, this is Black Panther with four Wonder Womans behind him. I mean, it was, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, those yeah. are those are all just so powerful women that are all super good actors and are genre-defining in their own right, so um, they were not, uh, not bad with that. So this is a quote I want to real read from Noel Ransom from Vice, and he was talking about the same thing. He said um, uh, in his column, he wrote, it isn't so much that black boys and girls have a superhero they can look up to. It's that they have it without the white to make it great. With all the unapolog- mm. unapologetically black fellowship, this film displays excellence can be achieved with just that. I love that this film is, is that. There's no um, juxtaposition between the white culture and the black culture and one's right or wrong. It, it's, it's all inclusive and it doesn't, I mean, you, you speak for yourself, Brian. I, I mean, your, your son is four years old and white and he sees no, yeah, no, he, he thinks black it, Panther's awesome. You know, he sees no difference there. It's, it, it, this what this movie to me represented. It's like, right. wow, yeah. finally they can have a movie. Wow. Finally a movie can star all black people. I hate to say that. And it can be fun and great and successful. I hate to say yeah. that, but like that seems to be something that nobody thinks can happen in Hollywood. Well, where yeah, it's like we've got to, it has to be, they have head. to be a minority yeah. in the, in yeah. the picture yeah. and not the majority. I hate totally. that. They're, no, I, I totally, 
you're you're totally spot on and do everything emil i'm so glad you said all that because that's everything you just said is like i i'm i 100 agree with you i i don't know that i can make that case my you know what i mean like that needs to be said um i'm not sure i'm the one to, to say what you just said and it's awesome and it's so great you cannot overestimate the importance of having superheroes that that look like you you know what i mean that that feel yeah, yeah. that everybody has that that has that's a, why i love thor so much because i'm a super <laughs> jack exactly. exactly and that's why i love ant-man because i have no much hey, it's, huh. it's it's uh it's look it's it's so great it's so important for um for everyone for every culture to have somebody who looks and feels and is them and represents them in this sort of thing. And also I love, I super love, like I got a little choked up today. I love that my kid who is the whitest kid of all time, this little four-year-old dude with, you know, with like a mop top head and uh, that he, like you said, can't like it's, he doesn't, he sees this guy as like, just the, this is the coolest, the coolest superhero right now. Mm-hmm. And it'll change, you know, in a couple years, he'll be back onto another thing, but doesn't really matter for the moment he he and other kids like him that this is the guy and that's so cool man like i love i have loved watching that with with my own kid and just seeing this like um over the last two months like his development of just this diehard love for a character that would not have been in movies even five years ago ten years ago i mean Certainly when we were kids, I mean, there weren't superhero movies, but even in like the heyday of the beginning of superhero movies, I mean, we've been going in this universe, this Marvel universe. This is like the, this is the 18th or 19th film. And this is the first one <laughs> that doesn't feature uh, a big white guy as, you know what I mean? And so it's just, it's, it's a uh, great blade. Have you awesome. seen blade Trinity, right? Blade, yeah. There we go. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> other black superhero. Wesley yeah, Snipes is, is Blade. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love Blade. I still ride. For yeah. Blade. Oh yeah. It's a good horror yeah. movie. Blade's, Blade's <laughs> fine, but it's not this. You know, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't. Big, it doesn't have the culture. million dollars in a yeah, weekend. That this is. So anyway, it that was. It's been awesome to watch that transpire over. You know, via Twitter and uh, and all the the articles that have come out regarding this. You know, phenomenon, which is awesome. And then just in my own life of watching my my own kid develop this love and it's just it's it's super cool man man i'm just glad that this led up to the hype man because this was such a hype movie i mean i can't imagine the pressure ryan cougar felt putting this thing out when you're representing an entire community like he is with this the bold statement that he made with this i'm just glad that it's it's successful i just want more of this and uh i'm just glad that uh marvel again is moving in the right direction first of all Okay, uh, let's hit some grades here. I'm going to grade this out. Uh, I know I had some negative things to say, but I thought, uh, I think this is a top five Marvel movie as well, Brian. Um, I have it ranked as number four on my list uh, right now. Um, Behind, or slightly ahead of the Avengers, 2012 was Avengers, Mm. and uh, slightly behind the original Iron Man, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's uh, right in that mix. I think this is... I mean, I, I can't complain about a movie really that uh, is one of the top five movies where every movie is either an A or a B for me uh, when it comes down to it. So I'm going to go uh, with an A for, for Black Panther and uh, excited. To, I know I had some MacGuffin-y complaints, but those are all just Marvel fanboy complaints. And overall, this met every expectation I had. I was entertained 
and I'm excited to see where they go. So I'll go with an A. Go with Brian. Yeah, it's an A plus for me. I, I love it's a it's a top three Marvel movie to me. I love the um the just gosh, the scenery and the the um the focus on Wakanda in addition to uh Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan and then I and I love I love Shuri and and Okoye and Nakia. I thought that those were just those were all just knockout of the park characters and performances that you don't typically get in a uh in a superhero movie. Not just because they're women or of color, but just like typically in a superhero movie, you're gonna have uh, you know, two or three people who are gonna get the, you know, the focus of everything. And you might have somebody who kind of like steals scenes here and there, but you typically don't get background characters and supporting characters who are so uh, it, it, multiple that are so strong and uh, and well done and just developed really well too. It's just yeah. it's just great. It, so I, it's a it's a very it's a very easy A plus for me and very very easy to kind of overlook minor quibbles that uh, that I might have about it. So uh, so A plus for me, Richard. How about you? I'm gonna go A plus as well. My first A plus of the years of the year or years. <laughs> Emilio, what about you? What are you grading it at? I'm uh, with all the you know like the, yeah, again. There were some gripes here and there, some issues with the sto- with the story, plotting, pacing. But um, honestly, like just being able to see a movie just take on the weight of you know all that you know the hype um, that was built around it. Like I, I can't give it anything less than uh, an A. You know, um, so I'm gonna go with an A. I think the the topics, you know, that were covered, diplomacy, sovereignty, um, you know, and the, the, the unique story compared to the other like Marvel movies. Um, I, I think I think it's well deserved of an A. And it does that derivative uh, thing of, uh, you know, what Return of the Jedi does or Avatar, where it's primitive culture versus tech technology does that in a very new way that doesn't feel like that recycled plot line. Right. It feels like this new way to tell that story and it feels very fresh. So I, I really like that too, man. Good times. Great conversation. And, uh, but we still have time for some weekly recommends. Weekly recommends. All right. We will start with our guest for weekly recommends. Go ahead, sir. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I actually had this, I watched this movie about a month ago, um, again, with my girlfriend, bless her heart, I've made her watch a ton of movies lately, especially in preparation for uh, Black Panther. Uh, my weekly recommend is Unleashed. It is a movie featuring uh, Jet Li and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. And yeah, it's, I don't know. Not, I haven't heard, you know, I don't know. Is that the many- guy in the Mountain Dew commercials, Morgan Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, 2005. It's got Jet Li and Morgan Freeman. And one one thing I really love about this is just the uh, the juxtaposition of having like the like just well orchestrated action, you know, like bone crushing action, along with a set within a very very touching story. Um, and I don't want to give away anything. Uh, I'm not one to give away spoilers or anything. So just go check it out. It's a uh, it's a very touching story. And it'll keep you uh, keep you in the entire time. Keep you on the edge of your seat. Awesome. Man, remember when Jet Li was gonna be the truth for like <laughs> he was in so many movies. Like, remember the one that movie yeah. that he was in? It came out like 2000. I'm, I, I saw that like tw- 25 times growing up for some reason. That movie, 
And he was yeah. he was going to be the next Jackie Chan, and he was in like The Expendables is the last thing he was in, I think. And that's just because they're like, we've got twelve uh, twelve action stars, we need thirteen. Okay, call Jet Li. <laughs> uh, he was going. I be always say he's going to be the rock. And, Jet Li and uh, DMX are are my Nichols and May. They're my <laughs> Lemon and Matt Bell. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and go. Um, Chris Rock Tambourine is out. Kind of a surprise Valentine's Day special. Really interesting special from a great comic. So check that out. If I didn't jump on that, Ken, were you no. do that? You and I normally do okay. No, I did watch it. I thought it was strong. Um, that was very good, yeah. And I love how it was. It, Bo Burnham directed it, and he's really becoming one of the more interesting stand-up directors, too. It's just such a... Uh, did you like his uh, his stage setup that was the Kanye yeah. set from Glastonbury? <laughs> Pretty yeah, much the no, same thing. I loved it, It was though, really cool, I, yeah. I love the... Uh, I just love the theater and everything they chose, Spotlights too. and everything, yeah. yeah. It was cool. Yeah. It was great. It's good to see him again, man. American Treasure, right. Chris Rock. He is. He is. And terrible dunk contest. Watch the dunk contest last night. Quick, quick jag here from me. And you got uh, your your judges are Chris Rock. I mean, you have Doctor J. That's fine. He can he can judge for whatever. Chris Rock, DJ Khaled, and uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Lisa Leslie's fine. Mark Wahlberg, DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled. I have to do that contractually. And it, Chris Rock, come you know average height. Five, five and a half. Those guys, they've never <laughs> dunked. What are they judging dunks for? They don't know what's hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm Dennis fine with Jr. a celebrity. Yeah. I'm fine with a celebrity, but I want like Army Hammer out there. You know, like I believe maybe in high school, Army Hammer could dunk. And so that's fine. <laughs> you know, but... I never understood just this is the conversation for the VIP probably, but why don't they put pe- people that people care about in the dunk contest? I, I don't understand that. Why isn't it LeBron it versus Kevin Durant? He, he won't do it. Yeah, LeBron For won't injury. do it because he'll get beat. That's the yeah. He yeah. says his injuries, but it's because he's not. Yeah. Le, yeah, LeBron James is not a fancy dunker. Le, LeBron James is a power dunker and in-game dunker. If you put him in the slam dunk contest, he would get run out of the you, building. I know, no, but I mean, you put him against people that are like him. Yeah. That's the thing. But then you just get like four. Oh, cool, a, a, a reverse jam. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. I'd rather watch that than. Dude, you Larry missed Dennis Smith Jr. Then, I saw Dennis Smith Jr. He was good. That but dunk was incredible. I'm just saying the Us. fans would would rather watch relevant stars. Great All Star game tonight, though. The buzz yeah, is strong. They actually tried the draft worked. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to uh, to distract. But yeah, all good. Yeah. All good. The dunk contest judging needs to change. I dunked never in game in high school, but I could dunk in warm ups in high school, and so I think I'm more qualified than DJ Khaled. So call me now. Call me up. <laughs> I'm with it. I'll make. I'll do my recommend, Kent, and then you can finish this off. I'm gonna make it really short and sweet. I didn't plan on this, but we've talked about it so many times. It is on Amazon Prime. Creed, the movie, not the band. Please go see it. Yeah. I, I'm sure I've and recommended the band, that though too. Yeah, the band. Fight. Just give that a try as well. You can find that. Uh, no, it's Creed is such a great movie. It probably Human Clay. Five start there. years. <laughs> yeah, start at the end. Uh, the five years that we've been doing this show. That's <sighs> probably my in the top three favorite movies that we reviewed i love i love it so much it's amazon prime and uh gives you a, a great if if you saw black panther and you're like man where can i see more of michael b jordan yeah. or man where can i see more of ryan coogler 
right there, man. The guy kills. It's so, it's so, so, so good. So check and out Sly that. and great episode from us because I was, yes. I was on in rare form loud. <laughs> it's a great, great good combination time. all around. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, my man? Yeah. I'm going to recommend, uh, a, an episode of television, but, uh, I did start reading a, a past recommend ready player one, Brian, uh, nice. I got it. Nice. Uh, I got it as a gift and I'm starting to read it really enjoying it. And so that's a double recommend for a previous recommend. It's not my official one, but, uh, if, if you haven't read it, you still got about two months now, I think about until it comes out end of March, uh, when uh, ready player one hits theater. So really enjoying it. And man, it's a book written for us, man, (laughs) the amount of pop culture involved and how easy it is to read, really enjoying it. And, uh, I'm about halfway through, and I got started reading about a day ago. So really enjoying awesome. that. Um, my recommend is an episode from Black Mirror uh, season four, uh, which is on Netflix. If you haven't seen the show, uh, it's a anthology thriller type show where every episode is sort of independent. So you don't need to watch season one. You don't need to watch season two in order to watch this episode. Each episode is independent of itself. It's um. Very different. Uh, They tell some stories about a future that could possibly happen if we don't change things. So that's really the the theme of the show. But this episode is called uh, Metalhead from season four, episode number five. And uh, this one is shot all in black and white. And it's about this, I guess, robot dog. They call it a dog in the show, but it's this robot AI that's basically just chasing after this girl for the entire episode. Or they're breaking into this facility, and this robot dog catches them trying to break in, and then starts chasing them for the rest of the episode. It's just her trying to run away from this crazy robot, and it was incredible. One of the one of the best things I've seen on TV or a movie in a long time. Uh, Metalhead from Black Mirror. If you've seen it, it was thrilling, and I can't get it out of my mind. Um, I don't know if it would work for a movie, but it certainly worked in the forty minute format or whatever mm-hmm. that uh, the Black Mirror. Uh, did if you haven't seen that episode holy moly uh hold on to your butts metalhead check it out black mirror on netflix okay that's my recommend this has been one of my favorite episodes of all time uh thank you so much emiola for joining us and for being a vip you the man man much appreciated thanks for having me you are the man and uh and next time you're in dallas hit us up and we will be out in california soon and hopefully see you around man Good times. Yeah, good times for sure. Where can we uh, find you online? Uh, you can find me online at uh, Twitter. Um, I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, my first name and last name, Emiola Banwell. At Emiola Banwell. Awesome. Well, if you want to drop in a good word to get us verified on Twitter at Mad About Movies, wink. Uh, that'd be awesome, too. So, yeah, follow, yeah. follow Emiola on Twitter, fans. Uh, this guy is the man. He's everything you hope. That somebody would be okay, uh, Brian. Where can we find you? You just gotta follow from me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can uh, you can find me on the Twitter at, at bgill twelve. And I don't, I don't know if I'm everything uh, a human would hope to be, but you know you can find me there. Bgill twelve. You can find my writing at madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's right. It's the only wow. social media that matters. I'm a shill. <laughs> Uh, at uh, Richard Barden and other lesser social medias as well at Richard Barden. You can find me at Mad About Movies Podcast and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter, which, oh boy, gosh, 
if it isn't uh, time to start writing another one of those. Also, we have a, uh, a, a VIP. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point with yeah. uh, some links and things like that. So if you want to get a kind of a, a monthly reading list from us on different movie articles and culture articles and things like that, sign up at madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. How would you rate your VIP experience, Emil? Has it been, has it been fun? Yeah, you guys uh, coached me along the way, gave me a good idea of what to expect and uh, how everything was going to run. So yeah, like A plus, A plus. Awesome. Good to have the, the official endorsement. Just, just for the record, he gave Black Panther an A, and he gave us a black uh, a, an A. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's how, true. How are you enjoying your uh, your satin? By the way, the official <laughs> fabric of the VIP club. <laughs> I'm sitting on it right now. Good, you like yeah, satin? Yeah, yeah, everything. Only satin is allowed. All right. Well, this has been awesome. Uh, next week, Brian, what are we discussing on this show? Uh, I think next week's Annihilation. So we'll oh, be right. right back down to normal. So yeah. it's good. <laughs> All right. Well, join us then. Join us in the VIP. And until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Wakanda forever. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya, tossed salad.